No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Sure. Going well, hope you're doing all right. Thank you for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. That's a little better. Absolute pleasure to be with you once again. Hope you had a lovely day because tonight's show will scare the shit out of you. Twenty twenty one has just been a cavalcade, a tsunami of L after L after L after L, and tonight. In fine form, keeping with tradition, I'm going to give you yet another one. So tonight's show will scare the shit out of you. Michael Malice. Other than that, if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's show, you know how to do so. If you'd like to share the show out, you know how to do that too. That would be appreciated. And of course, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you know where I'm Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Thursday night. So much to get through. I know we've spent a lot of time over the last little while talking about safety and talking about protection. And, um, you know, I just want to say, you know, as a proud Australian, you know, every now and then we kind of stand atop everybody else. Not often. We're a small little plucky country, you know, little upstart country. Every now and then we get the upper hand on everybody else. And I'm pleased to report that this trend continues now with the next level of safety, which we are going to be introducing here. Australia's new police powers allow them to control social media accounts and delete data. Karen sent me flaccid with the diamond. Thank you for joining us, Steph. To the twice-called mean King Dono for Donairs. Thank you, sir. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. But thank you for the diamond. Yes, new powers, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to keep everybody on the internet safe now. Now, how do you, you know, you ask the correct question. But Boogie, how do we keep everybody on the internet safe? How do we protect everybody? Well, Australia has figured it out. The Australian government has rushed through a bill uh, in Parliament in just 24 hours, allowing police to hack the devices of anyone involved in an ongoing investigation. Through this new law, police will be able to modify or delete data, take control over social media accounts. Not, Not even China does that. China just deletes your account. China, not even China takes over social media accounts of people. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's all about the... Uh, it's, it's, uh, you remember the safety? It's about the safety, isn't it? Yes, of course it is. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, oh, oh. 
This this is clearly this is all for uh, my protection, right? Yeah, well, you know, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> oh. Through this new law, police will be able to modify or delete data, take control over social media accounts and collect network activity to the extent they feel necessary to further their inquiries. <laughs> so are we done, um, you know, are we done with this guy? Are we done kind of running the running the rule over this fella? Mm, nah, not yet. Stick with him. What for? Well, I haven't seen enough. I haven't seen any crimes yet. So we're going to keep looking until we find one. They believe the new powers will grant them, quote, the ability to fight back against online crime. While Senator Lydia Thorpe calls for the bill to be, uh, calls the bill, quote, a cyber-enabled abuse of power. I mean, well, clearly this person is a science denier. The bill does not identify or explain why these powers are necessary, and our allies in the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, and New Zealand do not grant law enforcement these rights. So yet again, Australia sitting on top of the world. And I would like to remind, um, you know, those still engaged in the perpetual intellectual masturbation of discussing the good or the bad of either the right or the left, here yet again is another fine example. The Conservative government, ladies and gentlemen. The Conservative government. Thank you for keeping me safe, Conservatives. Titled, quote, this is a mouthful, titled, quote, Surveillance Legislation Amendment Identify and Disrupt Bill, which is already a rather ominous title, the author states. The legislation grants police the power to gain three new warrants, okay? Now, think of what you think of. What do you think of when you think of police having to get a warrant? You think of them having to go to a judge, right? and present, you know, what they have and say, look, we've got this, we've got this, we've got the guy at the place, we know where he is, we just need a warrant to go in there and have a look. And they'll say, yeah, well, based on the evidence that you've presented me, this passes the threshold of what I need as a judge to sign off on this warrant. And, you know, people can mock it, but there's a reason that we have this system, and that's to not allow police to just, you know, go around and start prying into everybody when they feel like it. That's, that's not... That's why we have that. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with the diamond, blink twice if your government has taken over this stream. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny, though? It, it would be a cool bit, though, if I came up on Monday, right? I come back and do the show on Monday and I'm like, Okay, everybody, thank you for joining us here on the Daily Boogie podcast. Um, I'm pleased to announce that we've started a new Facebook group, and I want everybody to go into that new Facebook uh, group and post anything you've got about, you know, anti-vax information or stop the steal stuff. If you've got any stop the steal stuff you want to throw in there. Uh, Are you a fan of... What was the name of that lawyer? That that crazy bitch lawyer. (laughs) I can't remember. How, how quickly they pass from view, huh? How quickly they wander past our, our memory window. Whatever, it's Sy- Sydney. Sydney Powell, that's the one, Sydney Powell. If you've got any Sydney Powell-related materials that you'd like to post in the room, please do so. Welcome to the Daily Boogie, where we expose QP. I mean, talk to. 
Hey, I think January 6th was a great idea. Tell me what you think. <laughs> yeah, this show's going to have some editor, you know, this show's going to have some editorial changes. Speaking of editorial changes though, before I forget, I meant to mention this earlier and I totally forgot. Listen, unfortunately, at work, you know what's coming already, don't you? You know what I'm going to say. Because my tone shifts and I say, unfortunately, and work. You know, with the current situation here, my work conditions are going to change drastically next week. Starting next week. Like, basically, I'll be starting work like six hours later than I have been. Just to cover other things that need covering because of COVID and lockdowns and stuff, you know. It's changed everything, so uh, long story short. So I don't know when I'll be able to straight. Like, I probably won't even be home by 6 o'clock. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how often I'll be able to stream, right, if I can find a space, because I, I don't want to fuck up somebody else's time either, you know. It's just not nice. So I don't know. Uh, it might be, like... I don't know, if I'm getting home later, I might have to do something in the middle of the night. Like, you know, and I mean middle of the night, like wolf, wolf man hour night time. You know, three in the morning or something it might end up being. I don't know. But if it is, uh, the replay is your friend. And I think it's, I don't know, it's going to be temporary. Everything is kind of chaotic and in a state of flux at the moment. And I don't know from one week to the next. I, like many other Sydney siders, do not know from one week to the next what the future holds for me. I have no idea. Because, because the government wants to protect me. <laughs> just, you know, throw everything into the mix. It's all it's all thrown into fucking chaos because the government wants to keep me safe. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate everything you fucking do for me. Like I said, man, just L after L this year. So that's the situation moving forward. Look, there's not a lot of us here anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Um, unfortunately, if you're somebody who's you know, around and able to watch at 6pm. There's nothing I can... It's, I'm telling you, there's nothing I can do. There's just no hope. The only hope I have is that, you know, at some point we get some relaxed freedoms back and then business picks up and then my condition... My, my conditions might change next week because another company might do something and that'll change everything. So I have no fucking idea what's going on. But that's the best I can do. I'll look for times to do podcasts. So if you're not signed up to the podcast on iTunes... I mean, now would be a perfect time to do it. Or Podbean. Failing that, the replay is your friend. There'll be a replay either on DLive or YouTube or wherever. Um, I have tried to... A couple of people have asked me to stream on Odyssey. I have tried to stream on Odyssey, but you have to have a certain amount of fucking points or something, and I just can't get there, so I can't stream. I'm like, well... I'll, I'll check back on you later if... I don't know how you get the points or what the... I don't care enough. So, like, well, clearly, it's not for me. <laughs> but I have tried, so. So these are the three new warrants, okay, to, to bring us right back around to the start of the story yet again. When you think of a warrant, you think of a judge approving or, you know, going over evidence and saying, yes, you pass the threshold, here's a warrant, go and do what you need to do. But these warrants, quote unquote, are different. They don't act in the same way that you imagine a warrant to act. 
So from the article, quote, this is the three new warrants. The first warrant is the data disruption warrant, which enables police to modify or delete a suspect's data. The second kind of warrant is a network activity warrant, which police can gain information stored in a computer of a suspect alongside any suspected criminal networks and users linked to the individual. Do you know what that means? That means if you're Joe Bloggs, good law-abiding citizen Joe Bloggs, but you happen to, you know, follow somebody on Facebook or you know some, or you, one of your contacts is a, a quote-unquote bad guy, that means now it's legal for the police, the authorities, to just go start digging through your shit too. See what you've got. That quote again, network activity warrants, police can gain information stored in computers of a suspect. Okay, hey, we're going after the suspects, right? Oh, and also, alongside any suspected criminal networks and, quote, users linked to the individual, which is everybody. Everybody knows at least one person doing something wrong. So that's reassuring. Now, this is my favorite one. Number three, account takeover warrants. The police may take control of a suspect's social media and online accounts. Oh. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is now legal for the police in this country to just hack hack your social media and run it for themselves. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Ironically, this was a bipartisan bill. (laughs) Both the left and the right said, yep, tick off on it. Sounds good. And here I am finding myself the only party that I could find that was actually saying something about this. Not even the Lib Democrats I could find, you know, because we had one senator in there and he's gone now. (laughs) He retired. (laughs) So that's it. So the... uh, you know, funnily enough, the people I found myself agreeing with were, guess who? The Greens. The Greens were the only ones who said, whoa, this is fucked. Minister of Fun, give me the diamond. Why worry if you're not doing anything wrong? Hey, you're not doing anything. You got nothing to hide. Hey. <laughs> so the Greens were the only other ones who said, hang on a minute. What the fuck is this? The other ones, the Conservative Party, you know, the Liberals, Labor, they all they all signed off on it. All ticked off. Left and right, my ass. Karen sent me flaccid with a diamond strayer 2021, the biggest modern bot farm on earth. Yeah, we've got government funding for bot farms here. Listen to this. To obtain these warrants, it is not necessary for police to seek a judge's authority. Oh, that's reassuring. That'll really streamline the justice process, won't it? Hey, do do you have a warrant for this? Do you have a warrant for taking over my Instagram account? (laughs) No, we don't need one. they, They say that they have a warrant, but it's not the warrant that you need to get from a judge. It's something else. They're just calling it a warrant. That quote again. 
to obtain these warrants, it is not necessary for police to seek a judge's authority, then I would have thought it's not a warrant. <laughs> silly me. <laughs> How silly of me. Here I was, here I am, the idiot, thinking that a warrant is defined by the action of going to a judge and receiving it. No, no, no. A warrant is just this piece of paper, whatever I make it. Oh. Don't even need a warrant. Instead, the police simply have to request them from the Administrative Appeals Tribunal. Oh, good. Another bureaucratic committee. A panel of experts. The Administrative Appeals Tribunal, huh? <laughs> Does anybody, can anybody name one person who is on the Administrative Appeals Tribunal? I doubt, I doubt people working for the Administration Appeals Tribunal could tell you who's running the, the Administrative Appeals Tribunal. A review body within the government that independently reviews decisions made by officials but only has jurisdiction when the law specifically states so. This will make it much easier to gain warrants for data collection or modification without justification to a judge. Again, then I, I thought it's not a warrant. No, no, what you have is, what you have is a, a note you have a note from the Administrative Appeals Tribunal saying, yes, Timmy is allowed to take over your Twitter account. Oh, it's a permission slip. <laughs> if you didn't get it from a judge, how can it be a warrant, sir? Anyway, there you have it. Winning TV domain, uh, with the diamond. Thank you, sir. Sounds like a Pfizer court to me. No problemo. Hey, back the blue. Back the blue, guys. Now, I want to show you this one. Actually, yeah, okay, we'll do this one first. Have a look at this. So, this was a story on Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal's paywalled, so obviously I couldn't get the story. Um... I used to have a, a Wall Street Journal account, but I couldn't... I don't think I do anymore. I haven't checked it for so long. Uh, but luckily for us, there's a little video that comes with this. And I haven't watched it yet. And But I have... After doing this show for like three years, four years, or whatever it's been, I already know what this video is without having watched it. Just by looking at the thumbnail... And the title, right? So the article is called How to Show Proof of your COVID of COVID Vaccine on Your Phone. So how to do it. Not should we do it. Remember uh, Conversational Blitzkrieg, right? We're th we think we're having the debate of should we or should we not have a vaccine passport. But that's not true. We're not really having that debate. We just think we are. The debate that's happening now is already further down the road. It's already progressed. People have already spent millions of dollars making the vaccine passport software. They've already done that. They're just now waiting to, you know, put the finishing touches on and roll it out. So instead of the conversation being, should we or should we not have a vaccine passport? No. The question you're asked is, how? Do, uh, what would a universal digital health pass system look like? <laughs> Because it's coming. 
Not should we have one. Just what do you think it is? Cabaret Z puts it very well, yes. Thinking past the cell. Perfect. Your vaccine card could soon be required at many of the best restaurants, clubs, and shows. This is based in America, but based. This is based in America. So, you know, it'll never happen here. Store a, a store a scan of your card on your phone and check if your state has a verified digital record system. So I thought it might be fun. Looking at this thumbnail, I guarantee you this is one of those semi-animated things that's going to say, it's going to calm our nerves about this vaccine passport, right? It's all going to be like these nice blue, light blue colours and a soothing voice and soft music and it's all going to be, you know, this is just going to be so fucking amazing for everybody. It'll be keeping everybody safe. (laughs) So let's have a look. With air travel inching back it's from always, its collapse it's always, during the pandemic... It's always with that glockenspiel music in the background. Every single one of these... I fucking told you, I know my shit. Every single one of these kind of little corporatized promotional videos always has the same glockenspiel tune in the background. <laughs> with air travel inching back from its collapse during the pandemic... Americans might be able to fly to Europe this summer. That is, if you're vaccinated. Exactly how this new era of... Lucky you. You get to fly to Europe. If you're vaccinated. (laughs) Oh, lucky you. Look at you getting your freedoms back over there. Isn't that nice of them? Aren't they so generous with everybody, aren't they? of pandemic travel will work is still up in the air. Mm. But there's one approach a lot of people are talking about. Yes, what's Vaccine that? passports. Vaccine. COVID passports. Vaccine passports. passports. A COVID passport. Mm. These so-called vaccine passports or digital health pass systems aim to revive the tourism industry, allow people to attend concerts and events, <laughs> and get back to the office. <laughs> The aim of the vaccine passport is to get people to go to live events. Sir, I have a question. We could go to live events before. Why do I need, you know, quote unquote, new technology to be able to go to a live event when I could just go? No, 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 no. This is what... The vaccine passport is being discussed purely in terms of wanting to get you back on your family vacation again. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, I would hate to miss out on Ibiza. We're going to Ibiza. Excuse me, sir. Did you bring your vaccine passport? My what? Throw him in prison. He's not following the health guidelines. Throw the book at him. So, you know, all of these things that we could do, we can now no longer do unless we we must have this thing. It's always presented as something that's going to keep you safe and something that you absolutely need. It's like taking a shit in a box and then wrapping it in Christmas wrapping and putting a big fucking ribbon on it. Hey, do you want this present? Yes, of course I do. Open it up. It's just a human shit. 
What the fuck is this? Hey, it's yours now, bro. It always, it's always with the pretty gift wrapping on the outside. And we never learn. Vaccine passports. COVID passports. Vaccine passports. A COVID passport. These so-called vaccine passports or digital health pass systems aim to revive the tourism industry. Good. It's, all, it's all about reviving the tourism industry. That's why we need it. <laughs> Without a vaccine passport, the tourist industry will die. No, it won't. Just let people go. Just let people go to the beach again. That'll do. No, believe it or not, you don't need to be bring in another layer of fucking surveillance in order to let people go to the beach again. It's as simple as saying, all right, off you go. That's all you need to do. Shocking. Allow people to attend concerts and events and get back to the office. But creating a coordinated health pass system is so fraught with logistical and ethical conflicts that it could take years to pull off. Startups, nonprofits, and governments have already rolled out different kinds of digital health passes, oh, from Israel's Green Pass to an app that allows access to holy sites in Mecca. But so. <laughs> hey, we've already been doing it. We've already been doing it in Israel. We've already done it to the Muslims. Now it's your turn. <laughs> What about all of the uh, homosexual sex that's allowed in Israel, though? What effect does that have on this? So far, there's no single pass that's used all across the world. Right. So oh. what would it take for digital health passes oh. to get people back in the air again? Oh, did you hear that sneaky little thing? I mean, look at all look at all of the amazing things we're doing with this vaccine passport already. I mean, and don't you think don't you think we may as well just roll it out, you know, for everybody? Because, again, this is another way that it works all the time. It starts with, you know, not letting people catch the bus if they're unvaccinated or something like that, or not letting them go to the supermarket. And then that then gets used as the platform to launch the next level, right? So they'll say, oh, look, the, the, the QR code has worked so well at the supermarket. Getting everybody to scan in and report in whenever they go into a building has worked so well. We're just going to make it. Uh, legal for everybody to do it, right? We're just going to force everyone to do it. You know, well, oh, the pilot program was perfect, so now we'll just do it to everyone. Same thing here. This is why they're mentioning the examples. Well, look, we've got this passport here in Israel, which is working really well. And then we've got the other passport for the Muslims going to Mecca. I mean, that's fantastic. So, hey, now it's your turn. Everybody gets one. And then he, he throws in right at the end. But unfortunately, you know, Unfortunately, sadly, this t this story has no happy ending because as of now, we don't have a global system. <laughs> we don't have a global tracking system, you know, for everybody when it comes to vaccine passports. We don't. Because really, if you're not vaccinated in Canada and you travel to the UK, should you really be allowed to go to the pub? <laughs> So we need a global system. You scan in wherever you are, anywhere on planet Earth, going to the building, getting on a bus, you know, going to the museum, going to a sporting event, going to a concert, going to a fucking McDonald's to get hotcakes. We want you scanning in, proving who you are, showing your ID. Get used to it. 
because you'll be doing it 50 times a fucking day. And then, and then the app will just ping you when you're out on the street and say, oops, sorry, you were in a place where somebody got infected. Time for you to go home for two weeks. If you're, in a, if you're in a foreign country, please report to this hotel where you will be kept under police guard for the next fortnight. If you don't go now, someone will be around to collect you because you have now become a COVID fugitive. Now. But so far, there's no single pass that's used all across the world. And that's unfortunate. So what would it take for digital health passes to get people back in the air again and out in the world? Out in the world. This is really an unprecedented situation uh-huh. in, you know, the modern global economy. Right. Julie, we're now reports on the impact of COVID-19 on business for The Wall Street Journal. Again, it's not it's not the impact of COVID-19 on business. It's the impact of government on business in dealing with COVID-19. COVID-19 didn't arrest the gym owner. Minister Fun came with a diamond. Will the guard be sexy and bring me pina coladas? Absolutely not. We're only going to we're only going to have butch lesbians patrolling the women's prison, the women's facilities. Well, everybody will be in solitary confinement anyway. So, so there's that. Really, the goal of these systems is to make people feel safe enough to resume normal everyday activities. Thank you for keeping me safe. The goal of these apps, the goal of these surveillance systems is to make people feel safe enough to resume everyday activities. Take that one sentence and crush it down in a mortar and pestle and sprinkle it on whatever fucking optimism you have. (laughs) Make whatever sweet optimism, optimist dish taste bitter and like a bowl of ash in your mouth. So we admit it's about making people feel safe. Thank you for making me feel safe. Goal of these systems is to make people feel make safe enough to resume. Will make you. <laughs> normal everyday activities everything from eating inside at a restaurant or going to a concert venue Ah. or traveling i won't feel safe eating in a restaurant unless the government severely cracks down on free movement (laughs) i won't feel safe sitting in the movie theater unless i know the government is forcing everybody to upload their geolocation, um, you know, every time they move from one place to another. 
That's what it's going to take for make. That's what it's going to take to let me enjoy this movie. <laughs> Hot, terrifying, huh? Eating inside at a restaurant or going to a concert venue or traveling. Venue. The idea is to have an official digital record of your COVID history that when you travel, authorities can check and determine how likely it is that you're carrying the virus. <laughs> So it's it doesn't even it's it's not even if you have the virus or not. Now we're just dealing in probabilities. Well, based on the information we got from this guy's phone, I can tell you he's a risk. Okay, let's go and pick him up. <laughs> I feel so much safer already. Hey, the. I told you, the doctor, you don't need a doctor anymore. The doctor, Dr. Funk is in the chat. Dr. Funk, you are of no use to society anymore, I'm afraid. We don't need the doctors to tell you when you're sick. The app will tell you what to do now. The app will tell you. You'll be walking around and the app will buzz and you'll pick it, you pick out your phone, you look at it and says, I'm sorry, Boogie Bumper. But there's a chance you could have caught COVID today. Please go back to your hotel immediately and wait for the authorities. <laughs> and now, if you don't scan into the hotel, we'll know that you didn't arrive and you will become a COVID fugitive. Official digital record of your COVID history that when you travel, Authorities can check and determine how likely it is that you're carrying the virus. Ah. The big challenge is making something that's accepted across borders yes. and stays updated with other countries' COVID regulations. See, so, so the challenge isn't should we or should we not be doing this. They, they've already moved on from that. They're thinking past the cell. Their conversation is, mm, the big challenge is how do we get it working? How do we make it global instead of just local? <laughs> how do we get everybody doing it? <laughs> They've already decided it's a good idea. Now, it, now they're just debating implementation, not whether or not they should do it. Several groups, including privacy advocates, businesses, and healthcare providers, have proposed solutions. One of those stakeholders do they have, is Dakota. Let me ask you: Do they have some concerns? <laughs> that's usually the line that's trotted out. They'll tell you how amazing this, you know, crippling uh, dystopian surveillance is, and then they'll say, "But civil libertarians have some concerns about privacy." <laughs> that's uh, that's usually all you get is a little nod to, well, maybe some people think that this is a, a bad idea, but you know what? They're crazy anyway. Who cares what they think? Who really cares? Who knows what they're fucking thinking? Ah, fuck them. <laughs> Oda Gruner. She's leading a coalition of over 150 partners, including all the major health pass providers, to create a set of global standards to underpin digital health passes. Global standards. Whenever you hear the term global standards, you should be shifting uneasily in your chair. Remember just remember just five short years ago when everybody was convinced that banning people to from coming to your country if they come from another country if they come from a certain country or a certain part of the world, 
banning people coming to your country from there was just evil and wrong. It was like the pure, most distilled version of xenophobia that you could have. Remember that conversation a few years ago? And now, you know why? Because it seems like instead of a politician doing it, it seems like what they really wanted was for these, these you know, companies like MasterCard to be running the show. <laughs> yes, that is a MasterCard label there. So I guess what they wanted was the, the, the corporations to decide immigration policy, because that's what this is, right? Got to have global standards. So now what we can do is when we decide that you know, a certain part of the world is too "quote unquote" COVID risky. Maybe they, maybe they're from Sydney, right? Maybe you're from Sydney and you try to go somewhere else over the border into a different state. I'm sorry, you're from the high risk red zone. You shouldn't even be leaving. What if they start? Imagine it's not going to be too hard for you to put yourself, you know, a few years down the track. What's going to happen if they ban you from accessing anything outside of your suburb, for example? Or let's call it this, for fans of the Hunger Games, outside of your district. Right? Because it stands to reason if we can force everybody to scan into any building that they go into, then maybe we can geographically, right, make it so that, okay, if you're living in this part of Sydney called the Ring of Steel or London or Chicago or New York or whatever, LA, if you live in this part, then you can scan in, you know, you've got to keep, we've got to keep people COVID safe here. It's all about COVID safety. And the biggest spread comes from people mixing and mingling. So what we need to do is just keep you in your district. So your QR code, your scan will work for buildings in your district, you know, your supermarkets, your banks, your restaurants, the cheap ones, the poor ones. But if you try to scan into a building that's outside of your green zone, I'm sorry, you know, no, it says here that you live at such and such. I I can't let you in. Sorry. You've got to go home. Go back to your own district. You're not allowed here. When that happens, try to act surprised. She says there are a few main features every digital health pass should have. The first is something called interoperability, meaning it should work across different institutions and borders. Oh, yes, 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 yes. See, because if somebody's banned from going into a building outside of their district, uh, if they're banned from going into, say, a library, shouldn't they just also be automatically banned from going into concerts, museums, right? You see what they mean? You have to dissect their language on the fly. No, intra, so interop, interoperability, which is a word I've never seen before in my fucking life, and I'm sceptical as to whether or not it actually exists. But I'll take, you know, pardon the pun, I'll take the wor- her word for it. All right. Interoperability. Okay. So interoperability means streamlining and efficiency across many different platforms. It means, no, no, no. It means that we can ban people from going into all buildings or certain buildings because we have interoperability now. Person can be, you know, tested or vaccinated wherever it is that they live um, and, you know, get to an airport or get to, um, you know, uh, a border um, and have that pass be you know, sort of seamlessly recognized and trusted. There you go. So if you live in a certain area, 
and you want to leave, this is all about, okay, you do what we say first. You jump through the hoops we want you to jump through. Take your twice-a-day COVID pill, perhaps. <laughs> Pfizer Merck start testing COVID prevention pills in late-stage trials. A COVID prevention pill, hey? So what I want you to just take the pill... Just keep taking the pill. If you, As long as you keep taking this pill, you'll never catch COVID. Well, we can't say that. As long as you keep taking this pill, the chance of you being hospitalised reduces greatly. <laughs> I think we've been here already. Drug makers Pfizer and Merck have begun late-stage trials to test antiviral drugs against SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, the companies reported Wednesday. The drugs each given orally as a pill would provide an, a, quote, unprecedented COVID-19 preventative medication option if brought to market. <laughs> oh, wonderful. It's, it's the forever pill. Twice a day will keep you safe. Of course, we think it should be mandated. Locked in profits, the forever pill for healthy people. Hey, do you want to stay healthy? Then take our medicine. Excuse me, I have a question. I thought medicine was only for the sick. <laughs> Listen to this science denier. Excuse me, I thought I'm only supposed to take medicine if there's some need for it. There is a need for it. What's the need? To keep you safe. Not just you, you selfish bastard. We're forcing you to take... The, we, we're, sorry, sorry, Susan, Team YouTube. We're encouraging you to take this medicine, this twice-daily pill, uh, to keep everybody else safe. Because that's really like, that's, you know, that's the cream in the banana split, isn't it? The way they've framed this from the beginning has just been absolutely perfect, spot on. It's not about keeping you safe. No, no, no. They never made it about keeping you safe. It's about you keeping everybody else safe. That way, if you don't go along with them, you're evil. That's how they sold it from the, be from the beginning, from the get-go. So those who do what they're told can then turn to the people next to them and accuse them of being heartless murderers, the worst of the worst. To quote a minister here, the worst of the worst. Because, hey, no, 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 it's your it's your duty. You've got to keep everybody else safe too. Investigators will track how many participants become infected with the virus within 14 days of receiving the drug and experience adverse events after taking it. Let's have a little look here. Little the COVID vaccination drive picks up pace. Fighting off the disease with a pill could be next. They're focusing mainly on people they think are at higher risk of getting sick. And they're seeing whether it has an impact on how sick people get. See, again, we're giving medicine not to people who are sick, but people who they deem to be at risk of getting sick. So it's medicine for people who aren't sick. I, I, I don't know even... A, a, a pill that people take 
to not get sick. Oh, and, you know, of course, they'll be giving this pill away, right, to everybody? <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I don't know how much... How much more needs to happen for you to go, hang on a minute? How much further do we need to get for you to go, wait, I, I don't think this is... Really? How many more stories do we need? The police, the police can now, the police can now go to an administrative appeals tribunal and get a warrant to literally take over your social media accounts. Right? We're discussing global vaccine passport systems as though they've all they're already there because they probably are. And we're just waiting to green light. We're trying to get everybody used to the idea. Because we can't have people in their area mixing with the people in, you know, we can't have undesirables coming into the healthy areas, into the green zones. No, you stay in the red district, the red zone over there. You're infected. You're disgusting. Make sure you scan in. And now we're talking about a, 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 a COVID prevention pill, which funnily enough means healthy people taking medicine. I mean, isn't it wonderful? and they're seeing whether it has an impact on how sick people get. Yep. It's had some really promising results to date. Molnupiravir, developed by MSD, has a billion-dollar government offer in the US if approved. Really? Pfizer's. So all, all, already... <laughs> already a billion dollars promised. A billion dollars lined up if it gets approved. It's not even approved yet, and they've already got the money waiting. Tell you what, if it doesn't kill everybody, we'll give you a billion dollars of these fucking suckers' taxpayers' money. <laughs> a cool billion. Straight out of the gate. Already lined up. The deal's already done. All it has to do is not fail in a public fashion. This twice-daily COVID tablet is in late stage two. The twice-daily pill. They're making... What pill has ever been... I've heard of the morning-after pill, right? <laughs> what pill has ever been called the twice-daily? It's almost like they want us to take it twice a day. It's called the twice-daily... Ladies and gentlemen, it's called the twice-daily pill. Have you taken your twice daily yet? My first. Your second. My second. Your first. It's the twice daily pill. Everybody get your twice daily pills right here. Twice daily. <laughs> twice daily. <laughs> I think they're trying to tell us something. Testing. Super liminal conditioning. And Roche has an antibody cocktail seeking clearance. An antibody cocktail sounds fun. <laughs> Holy cow. An anti pour me another antibody cocktail while I suck down my twice dailies. Pfizer so confident it's already started a production line. They're already making it.
Conversational Blitzkrieg, ladies and gentlemen. Conversational Blitzkrieg. The illusion of debate. The illusion that your opinions matter, because they don't. Here we are talking about whether or not people should be taking a twice-daily COVID prevention pill. They're already making it. And let me tell you something. Rich people rich people who invest billions of dollars in things do not invest billions in dollars in, in things for you to say, no thanks. They don't do that. You will take it. They will make you take it. They've invested too much money in it to fail. We've already started the production line. There's no stopping it now. You may as well approve it. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with the diamond. I take Alvian twice. Is it Altavan, Alavan? Twice daily for the safety of, the, of others. There you go. I don't know what it is. I don't want to know. Don't want to know about your medicine. <laughs> I hope it's cough syrup. We are going full speed with all trials in parallel. Full speed. This is the Pfizer CEO, the chief executive, ladies and gentlemen. We are going full speed ahead with our production of our twice daily pill. It's going to be amazing. They're going to approve it. And then we're going to roll it out. All of you rubes are going to be taking it. Every day. It's, you know, it's like Lisa standing next to Homer. Hey, look, this rock keeps bears away. I want to see that rock. How much would you like for that rock? How much would you like for the pill to keep the COVID away? <laughs> How do we know the pill's working if we don't catch it? <laughs> NNN in the chat. This nigga got Bell's palsy too? We are going... I, th I think you'll find he probably isn't vaxxed, mate. <laughs> he probably hasn't taken it. So I doubt he, unless he's got Bell's palsy from some unrelated incident, which we can't rule that out. I mean, people like this tend to have, you know what people like this tend to have? They tend to have water ski accidents, jet ski accidents, skiing accidents. Maybe he hit a tree or something down the slalom track, which is how he became CEO. No, get the get the retarded drooler in the chair. That way, if if everybody if anybody proves that we're killing everyone, he can take the fall for us. Yeah, the twice day pill is gonna be amazing, guys. You should take it. Our CEO. Full speed with all trials in parallel. Full speed ahead. And we are manufacturing. The federal government said to be close to a deal with at least one supplier. We'll continue to work with... Uh, They're already making deals to buy the pill that isn't even approved yet. We're already making deals. Just, just like that, you're being shuffled onto a new treatment program. Okay, we did the vaccine first, but now we're going to shuffle you onto the, the daily pill, the twice daily pill, okay? We've already signed the contract. They're already coming in. Has it been approved yet? Yeah, no, but it will be. Don't worry about it. It will be approved. We're very confident. So it's full steam ahead. We're making pills. We're doing deals. And we're, we're going to, like I said, we're going to transition you on to this preventative medicine, which hopefully will be linked to your vaccine passport, ladies and gentlemen. 
that way we'll know, you know, whether or not you can go in or out of a certain place and whether or not you're allowed to leave your home at all. And that'll be good for everyone. All right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting out of here. Stick around for Winning TV, dlive.tv slash Winning TV, Phil D'Angelo and Victor Von Shroom, I think you'll find coming up. I might do a show tomorrow. I might. If I do, it'll be 8, uh, well, 8 my time. It'll be 6 a.m. your time. No starting block this weekend. My team's playing in the finals, so I'm going to sit down and watch them and drink beer instead. <laughs> Sorry, bro. And, you know, like I said, if you missed the earlier part of the show where I was talking about the schedule coming up for the next little period, which I don't even know week to week what it's going to be, um, then go back and listen to the replay and you'll figure it out. But, it, look, if... Because something's going to have to change, so... I'll let you know either on Twitter or in the Discord as well. Because a lot of people I know don't have Twitter who watch this show, listen to the podcast. So um, I'll, you know, when I'm a, when I know I'm going to stream, if it's like that day or a couple of days out or, you know, a week out even, I'll let you know. I'll give you an update and say, hey, I'm going to be doing something here. So because like I said, at the moment, I've got no idea what my time is like. All I know is I'm starting like six or seven hours late for work every day now. So that's the best I can give you. I don't know when I'm going to finish. I don't know. Don't know. So, with that, on that happy note, follow our friends. Like I said, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk Center. Irrational Times was on earlier, actually, so he's probably not going to be on now. Joy of Pessy's doing a, a marathon stream over the weekend, so I might, I might check that out. Have a little listen to their brains melting. That should be fun. Major Tom and uh, Kevin Gallego, who's a funny guy. Uh, Small Green Ant, very funny dude. So I'm sure they'll all be around. So check them out. Uh, the Rice Man. Like I said, winning TV coming up. And that's it from me till probably tomorrow night. So thank you to everybody who contributed. Thank you for sharing the show out. Till next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye.